Welcome to Season 2 of Resting Glitchface, a Shadowrun actual play. This is Shannon. I'm playing Eris. Hi, this is Sid, and I'm playing Jet. This is Dot. I'm playing Binary. This is Maddie. I'm playing Collateral. And my name is Eric, the Game Master. following content is not suitable for all audiences. get to your place because mm-hmm. right. you, you you are the closest yeah i mean falstaff's is south part of the city too but yours is close i beat myself in like hauling him over my fucking shoulder dragging him up the stairs okay i do have six strengths so i'm not yeah. like incapable and then she buzzes herself into the apartment okay uh you go into the apartment and it f- smells like full-on sex hell yeah it's fucking not even a sock on the door this bitch. I hate her so much. She goes, shift. All right, you hear, uh, hold on. Oh Don't my. come in here. <laughs> oh, my what? God. And then Dog Lee's like, the fuck happened in here? All right, she goes, and you hear behind the door, who's that? Don't worry about it. I need to talk to you. <sighs> you better not have brought some bang boy here. Uh, no, not really. I'm not here to bang him, if that helps. <laughs> there you go. All right, he just kind of flops onto the couch, and he starts snoring immediately. Cool. He's like, thanks, man, as he breathes on <laughs> you with his puke breath. Cool, 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 cool. All right, and then uh, Shift comes walking out. She's just wearing a leather jacket, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? Okay, yeah, you did tell me not to come home. I remember that now, but um, yeah, I did. I can, I can put him in my room. I don't care. Uh, he Who the fuck is that? This is uh, that guy I've been talking to. Why does he fucking stink? Because he's been drinking a lot. You better not puke on our couch. If he pukes in our couch, oh my god, hang on. Let me just and she fucking hauls him up, unlocks her door. Okay, I, I'm sorry. It's okay. I got it, man. It's okay. I got it from here. It's fucking okay. And she just flops him right. on the bed. And he immediately starts snoring again. Puts an empty trash can right next to him. Yep. Says, right. and he, cool. he, like, he, he just immediately like grabs the trash can in like a, <laughs> a, like a single arm hug. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to need that. Okay. All cool. right. And then uh, you turn around and Shift's like looking at you, like glaring at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. Um, can we? talk out in the hallway I guess if you've got your who's in there and then you hear the voice inside go you know who I am bitch oh my 
Mark's face is just like, oh my god. All right, and then Shift's like, what? Pussy like a black hole. Oh my god. Oh my god. Insane. Okay. Cool. Uh, Don't think- fucking judge me right now. I'm not gonna judge you right now. I are just- you are are you to a thing? Did I overstep my bounds? Me and Liliana, no, no, God, no. So then, what's the fucking problem? It's I not- told you not to come home. I know you did. Um, but shit's gotten a little intense in the city right now. Don't know if you heard about everything. Um, this kind of changes the flavor, huh? Okay, cool. <laughs> well. She's like, just give me a fucking minute, okay? okay. And she walks into her bedroom. <laughs> Jet takes one of the couch cushions and screams into it and puts it back. Just uh, like a minute or so later, they both come walking out. Liliana looks at you like you completely fucked up her night. Stepped on her mojo. I am so fucking sorry. I will be gone in like... Oh, no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I knew this was a mistake. And then Shift is like, excuse me? Oh, God. And, um, and Liliana goes, I just, I don't even know why I try. Hey, cool. And um, then she, she goes, she's like, walks to the door. She turns to you and winks as if she's just fucking with you. But Shift has her back to her. So she doesn't see her do it. Lily, I need to talk to you at some point. I'll see you later, bitch. And she walks out the door. Get fucked. I, call, call me. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her and love her so much. We, it hurts. We really made the best or the worst resting English first character. Yes. We really did. Oh, my she... God. We made her. Yes, we did. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, cool. So Jet turns to Shift. Shift is still staying there in her coat. Cool. Um. Can I get some pants on? Yeah. All right. She just like, she just, keep talking. Yeah. I'm listening. It's not, she... I mean, it's not like I haven't seen you naked before. You see her pulling up like some sweatpants. Okay. Um. Well, the reason why I was coming here, besides to drop off... Is that your guy, friend? Yeah. He's a sloppy motherfucker. He is. She comes into the living room and sits down. She like You see her, like, there's, like, beer bottles and stuff just yeah. kind of sitting on the table, and she's, like, looking, like, like she's sampling them to see which one's hers, and, and she, 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 like, gives up and just grabs a random one. Um. Okay, cool. So the reason why I'm here is also just to make sure that you are okay, um... I'm not okay now. I know I you're not okay. I was okay 10 minutes ago. I'm sorry for caring about your well-being. No. The reason why oh, I man. came back here is because the Vorrier are in town now. She was closing her eyes, just kind of lamenting her, uh, you know, turn of fate. And then she opens her eyes and looks at you and says, oh? Yeah, they're in town. They control a lot of the north side of the city. Specifically the stacks. Um, well, I knew that there was a contingent of them in the stacks, but I mean, I thought they were small timers. They're no, 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 no. The guy who's leading them is Ruko Vidal, who I don't know if you are. Yeah, familiar. I know who he is. Yeah, he's here in the city. So, how long's he been here? Great. Um, I don't know, hmm. but also I know for a fact that at least one of them is. Obviously, none of the Vori like me, right? Right. I don't know if we've ever established why. Um, I... I mean, for Vori reasons, obviously, but I mean, other than reasons. I... The place where I was working in Nashville had ties, and I didn't leave on the best terms, so, you know, they're not, like... They're not huge fans of me. Um, Okay. And one of them... I have reason to believe that they might be gunning for me, and I don't want you to get caught in the crossfire. Aw, I wouldn't be a responsible roommate if I didn't let you know. Oh, or- wait a minute. Let, let me let me just make sure I'm 100% clear on something here. Yeah. We're supposed to worry about each other's safety? Oh, my God. 
No. I'm just making sure. No. Because I may be in violation of our roommate agreement if that's the case. No, it's fine. I don't care. I don't give a shit what you do. I have never given a shit what you do. Okay. Clearly, you care about some things that I do. I don't give a shit about that. She's, you know, she's taking the piss, right? Like, you know that she's, she's just fucking with you. See, it's attitudes like that is why we can't have nice things. No, I, I'm being very optimistic, I think. You don't think I could change her? look on Jet's face is filled with such pity. It's the press X to doubt face. Just like, no, I don't think you can. But I also don't think that you want to. Yeah, you're probably right. You're disgusting. She's disgusting. You're made for each other. It's perfect. Yeah. She is a nasty ass bitch. Um, She says, okay, but you remember how we had to kind of bug out of Nashville? Yeah, how how could I forget? Yeah, um, it may have had something to do with that. So, Are you fucking kidding me? I, my personal safety is not a good enough reason to bug out of somewhere. I mean, we were making lots of money. And so you, you bring us here. Yes. Put us in harm's way. Put me in harm's way. And start working for the fucking man. Yeah, so that I can get out of this other situation that I'm in. Yeah, justifying everything, yeah. It makes good financial it's sense fucking for blood me. money. Oh my God. Why don't you just grind up some kids while, you, while you're at it? Make, make some hamburger for the motherfucker. She grabs the pillow again and screams into it again. <sighs> I'm just giving you fair warning. Thank you. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't give a shit if you put me in danger. I don't care. I understand that that's part of the business. Ruka Vidal is not a normal part of the business. And if Ruka Vidal or his guys are coming after me, I want to make sure you know. I appreciate that. Good. Do you need me to do anything? Not really. I don't I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, I don't think you really can. Oh, because I'm fucking inept? No, because the stacks are a dead zone. What? How the fuck did they do that? I don't know. I don't even know if it was them. What do you mean by dead zone? What does that mean? <sighs> Maybe five or six hours ago, everything bricked in the stacks. Everything. Wouldn't Schiff see that? She would. Well, not necessarily. She wasn't, she wasn't around there. No. I mean, but, she was. She was but, busy for five hours. <laughs> Listen, girl. I don't know. An evening. All right. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And you see now she's clearly calling up her AR and is now looking at things. And she's like, what the fuck? She's like, yeah. She's a friend of mine. Someone who. Someone who I cared about died there today. A rigger. Which one? I don't know his street name. He was uh, he was the guy the guy with the van. What van? The, a rigger with a van. Narrow it down, oh, please. <laughs> my God! No, the one with like the, the the. Who? The one from the frag and fight. The one from the fight. The one from the fight where you came in with your little drones and shit, and he came in with his. Are you talking about Redbird? And she like. Yeah, that's probably him. Redbird's dead. All right, you see her like plain, full-on shock. Holy shit. Yeah, that's been my day. All right, she stands up. Now she's like runs her hand through her hair, and she's like, hold on, hold on. Hold the fucking phone for a second. Hold on. Okay. And then you see her. She's like, you see her dial up something, and then she's got it, you know, so you can just hear what she's saying, and she's like, Redbird, no shit. I just heard. Okay. Yeah. No fucking shit. Okay. I'll see you in 10 minutes. All right. She turns and she goes, I got to meet my team. Okay. Well, just watch out. Stay safe. I mean, fuck, man. Yeah. It's getting intense out there. 
One of my crew is Redbird's daughter. He has a kid? Well, yeah. I, I, that's what she said. Okay. No, man. I got to go. Okay. Yeah. Dude, keep me updated. I'll keep you updated. All that, all that direct. Um, just... <sighs> okay. What a fucking night. And she closes the door. Yeah. And she's going to sit on the couch and cry for about five minutes. And okay. then she gets up. She's going to just walk into her room, look at Dog Leash. He's asleep. Uh, one of his eyes opens up as you walk in. He says, I had my power nap. I could go, man. Are you like, are you sober enough? Yeah. You got any, uh, you got any pick-me-ups? Oh boy, do I. What do you want? You see him kind of sit up and he goes, oh, well, um. I have a coffee machine. Nah, man. I'm not talking about that shit. Oh my God. Heavier than that. Heavier than that. Um. You got any cram or. Long haul, anything like that? Oh, Fragon probably, but Shift keeps it in all these little baggies. I don't know what. I don't know what's what. She doesn't Fragon label anything. I I I could probably tell the difference. How sure is probably? I mean, I'm not a dealer or anything, but I've I've done my fair share. I'll tell you what. Just get me to my place. Okay, we can go to your place. Do Do you ever have where? Something you've done um, looks just really, really bad in hindsight, and you, like, feel like shit. Dude, that's my whole life. Yeah, fair enough. I just, I need you to, I'm getting tilted. I need you to tell me to put my head in the game. He goes, give me my house first. (laughs) Okay, sure. Well, zoom. All right, and actually his, uh, his apartment isn't that far away either. Actually, it's kind of between here and Falstaff. Oh, delightful. So you go by his place. You see Max's gym, like, just down the street. Uh, I have no emotional connection to that place. Yep. I don't know what it is. So he's like, come on up for a minute. Okay, sure. So you go up the stairs to his apartment. The downstairs is like a laundromat. Mm-hmm. So he goes up the stairs and goes in, and it's just like a two-bedroom apartment. And you see, like, there's boxes and stuff, Mm -hmm. and there's, like, some women's shoes sitting on the boxes. And uh, he's, like, he goes into the bathroom, and you're, like, standing there, and he comes walking out. He looks at you like, what? Um... All right, and you see that his eyes are a lot more bright, (laughs) as if he he must have done something in the bathroom. All right, he's, like, he comes walking out, and he's, like, and he looks at you, he's, like, what? Um... You have good taste. All right. He looks over and he's like, man, don't fuck with me. What am I supposed to say? Those are my sisters. Ah. I was just going to donate them, all right? Ah. Well, your sister had good taste. Yeah, she did. You know the story behind my sister, don't you? I mean, the... And he's like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You told me. Uh... Yeah. So it felt really good killing those fucking guys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One thousand percent. All right. He's behind you as you walk down the stairs. And when you hit the ground, you're headed towards the bike. He grabs you by the shoulder. Mm-hmm. He turns you around. He, like, balls his fist in your shirt. Mm-hmm. And he says, get your fucking head in the game. Okay. Second question. Yes. Were there two naked chicks in your apartment? Yes, there absolutely were. Okay. Yes. I didn't dream that. No, you did not. Okay. Unfortunately, and one of them was okay. our best friend. Our best friend. Liliana. Oh. Yeah. She's gone now. And I was too drunk to say anything. Yeah. What oh. would you say to her? Even? I, I, I don't even know at this yeah. point. 
We'll talk about my other stuff after this, but I... I'm never drinking again, by the way. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she's like, oh, okay. Okay, that's, that's real cute. I'm telling you. I'm, swear, I'm swearing it right now. 20 minutes later. <laughs> she's like, okay, let's get... Let's go, hey, here's a novel idea for me. What if we go do this job? You've been saying that for like ever. I know. I have been trying <laughs> to get this fragging job done. So what you're needing me to do is to keep you on the job. Yeah. No um, distractions. Thank you. All right. I'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, you still driving? Because I uh, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm good to drive. Yeah. I'm awake. I can don't I can, get me wrong. I can for sure drive. Yeah, let's go. Okay, I want to be responsible. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> the man she, that just fucking revving and, and just cackling all, right. all the way. All right, and so yes, value arrive at Falstaff's. Excellent. You ring the bell and door opens. And you see Falstaff standing there. He says, uh, oh, you're back. Yeah, uh, you and I need to have a conversation. Oh, well, then come on in. <laughs> you want a drink? Yes, actually. Your friend is uh, in sleeping with the uh, with the patient. You want me to get her? She's what? <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, no, 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 no. Not, 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 not sleeping with, sleeping with, but in the room, sleeping in the same room. Uh, okay, that that tracks. All right. Uh, so come on in. Um, do you want to talk the library? Uh, That's fine. Okay. Well, let's go in there. You sure you don't want your friend? Um, we'll get her in a minute. Oh, okay. He's like, here, have a seat. You want Did I'm sorry. Did you say you wanted a drink or no? Yeah, right. please. He pours two drinks, hands you one, sits down. So, what's on your mind? Um. I don't know how much you know about me outside of what we discussed in our last conversation, but um, I've made some realizations or connections very recently that I need clarified. You need clarifications on revelations. Okay. Um, There's not many people in this area, at least to my knowledge, that walk around without a matrix presence. Yeah, that's pretty rare. I, I understand. So, forgive my assumption, but um, have you? Uh, I mean, you keep up with you know St. Louis goings on and you know news, crime reports, that kind of stuff, just to be in the know. Um, do I keep up on the police blotters? Is that what you're asking me? I'm not quite sure what you're asking. Okay, cutting the shit. Yeah, yeah, cut the shit, please. Were you at? This address in the Central West End about two months ago, three months ago. I pull up a map and just kind of point to the street. Not necessarily her specific house, but the street. Was I on this street when? Mm, Two, maybe three months ago. All right. He looks and he says, was I on this street two or three months ago? All right. He kind of squints his eyes and he looks at you like he needs more information. Well, with Liliana being in your employee... She told me that this address, and I point to, like, where on the map her house would be, Mm -hmm. um, was her responsibility to get rid of. I mean... Whatever you have to say, this is a safe place. You can speak your mind. Youth pastor, Willie. And, uh, you know, if I know the answer 
and can convey that information, I will. Okay. Um, I experienced an event that I feel like I saw you at this address when this house went up in flames. Was I in a burning building? No. You were walking away from it. I was walking away from a burning building two or three months ago. Now, I'll be 100% transparent with you. I can't confirm that it was you specifically, but you're the only person that I've come across that doesn't have a Matrix presence, and that was a poignant thing about the individual I saw leaving that address. Hmm. So the person you saw in, and this was in a... Let's just refer to it as a meditative state. A vision. Sure. Okay. I can believe that. You see... There are those who believe that a technomancer is merely just a digital shaman. It's just a different side of the coin, the same coin, right? Right. So if shaman can have visions and and see uh, see things through their uh, meta, you know, in the meta, uh, you know, the um, meta planes, then it only goes to it seems to go by the same logic that technomancers would be able to do the same thing. Sure. So you had a vision of someone without a matrix presence. Yes. And how, how would you describe that? Um, almost like a silhouette. Hmm. Okay. Now, I don't pretend to be a technomancer by any means or stretch of the imagination, but let me just – let me sit down and maybe we can process this. Yeah. Because going – I mean, and, and you can take um, the interpretation, you know, however you want, but – Going from my personal belief of the technomancer being the equivalent of, of a, an awakened person just on the digital side of it. Sometimes when the shaman do their meditative state, like you say, and they have these visions, they're not entirely, they're not entirely linear. Yeah. And they're not entirely all-encompassing. Um, sometimes they're open to some interpretation. Sure. What if, and this is a speculation, this is not, you know, I'm not speaking truth here, but what if your vision was just telling you to seek me out? And I tell you why I say this is because, no, I was not at this address and I didn't walk away from the burning building like you see in cinema. Um, But if that's the case, if they have no matrix presence then I would be very interested to see if they also have a magical aura or presence. Because if they don't, then they have access to some of the things that I have access to. And I was under the impression that I was the only one. Yeah, they didn't have an astral presence either. Mm-hmm. Well, that is distressing. Hmm. And I don't know why I could tell that. Oh, you perceive that. Yeah. Now he's looking, like, right at you. He says, may I ask you a personal question? I'm an open book. Do you have a sister? And, I, and let, me fi- let, me, let, me, let me phrase it a little bit differently. Do you have a sister who has magical ability? You see, before you answer that, I have a theory that there's, every so often, there's, there are those born that kind of break the barriers. And what you're describing is having a vision where you can perceive in the digital 
and the astral at the same time. And that should be impossible, right? Right. But yet you claim to have done it. Yes. Were you under the influence of any narcotics at this time? No. Okay. I don't mean to insult you. It's just I wanted to make sure I had 100% it's of the information. It's a fair question. There are others that believe the, some of the th same things that I believe. So you saying that just triggered my curiosity because it's not supposed to happen. Right. But – and you've never exhibited any magical tendencies or anything like that. Not outside of my technomancer abilities. And so my next step would be do you have a sibling with magical ability? I have two sisters, one unfortunately deceased that also exhibited abilities like myself. Oh, I see. Interesting. But no magic. Honestly, we were separated when we were very young, and I treasured the time that I had with her, but I, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Are you from around here? No. Where are you from, if, if I may ask? Boston. You're from Boston. When I was younger, yes. That's mm. where I was born, and then I moved here. Mm. Why do you ask? Um, just curious. Um, there, uh, there's – I don't know how much St. Louis lore you know, but there's a place – there was a place here in this city mm -hmm. that uh, unfortunately had a very nefarious um, reputation and uh, – I'm going to cut you off. Are you talking about Aunt Delilah's? Yes. You've heard of it? That's the orphanage I grew up in. His eyes squint for a minute, and he says, I thought you said you were from Boston. Right. I was brought here from Boston, and I lived in the orphanage throughout the majority of my youth. All right. He nods. And then he leans forward, and he, he says, may I touch your touch your shoulder? Uh, she, like, looks down at her shoulder. Yes. All right. He puts his hand, like, reassuringly on your shoulder, and he says, I am so sorry for what happened to you. What do you know about what happened at the orphanage? I was the one who shut it down. When I found out what, what, what they were doing there, I shut it down. Is there anyone in particular that you worked with to shut it down? I remember some of the nurses fondly. So uh, there were Actually, there were two nurses that, uh, well, one reported it to, reported what was going on to the police. Mm -hmm. um, but the proprietor of the orphanage had, a, had some very... Uh, influential or had a lot of influence in the city, um, yeah. And it wasn't until the, uh, the until the other nurse um, came to me that, and I and then as soon as I learned what was happening, I stepped. I used my political pull to get it closed down. Can you divulge who the other nurse was? I'm sorry, but I swore that I would never expose what she did for fear of of repercussions. And then he, he says, how long did you live there? I got there when I was around eight or nine, maybe. And I think it was shut down when I was around 13. You were there that long. That's rare. So I've learned. Hmm. That also kind of calls into question a couple of things for me, though, if you'll forgive me. I came here to get Cammy after her mom and Liliana essentially kidnapped her. So that begs the question, if you shut down the orphanage, why are you still in communication with Catherine DiManel? That is a very good question, and it's not easily answered. The short answer is that the name DiManel carries a lot of weight. So her transgressions in 
in regards to what happened at Aunt Delilah's, she spent a lot of political capital, her and her husband spent a lot of political capital to erase that red mark in the ledger, so to speak. Uh-huh. Um, and when Kathy was here with her daughter, daughters, I should say, it was it was a ploy to try and get into my good graces again. Mm-hmm. Kathy indicated that she had some information on the former medical director of the orphanage. Dr. Kobe. Yes. And more specifically, some test subjects of his that she was willing to sell information to me in exchange for me backing her in a uh, lending my voice and my, the weight of my name for her bid into a group within the city that mm. uh, a bunch of elitist snobs. Uh-huh. Why do you want Kobe's information? Well, it's something that um, it's been a curiosity of mine for a long time of what exactly he was doing. I mean, I know vaguely I, – I know that he was experimenting on people and that's why I knew, you know, that you had – you have suffered under him. Yes. I don't know the extent of what was done mm-hmm. and my intention – was to, or it has been my intention, to find those not only responsible for it, but those who were affected by it and at least try and help them in in any way that I can. Mm -hmm. Be it, you know, providing support care, financially, things like that. And if you were to happen upon a wealth of information regarding Kobe. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Um, I guess what I'm trying to get to is what is your end game here? You're just a good Samaritan. You're just wanting to spread your. No, 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 no. no. See, see, I think I, I'm perhaps I wasn't transparent enough. You see, one of the major financial backers of Aunt Delilah's was me. Oh, Aunt Delilah's home originally was funded by my family in its original form. It wasn't until Kobe came along that these things started happening, and it, hand, and it happened under my watch. When I found out, I had it shut down, and now, I mean, even after all these years, I'm trying to find those who are affected by it and try and help them because I feel responsible. Well, and she, like, looks kind of down her chest. I mean, you're kind of looking at him. All right. He shakes his head. And again, I say, I'm so sorry for what happened to you, and now that I know the truth— of what, you know, that of who you are, I will do what I can to help in any way that I can. Okay. So back to your original question. Yeah. I was not the one who burnt down that house. Either the vision was a was that in that it need it can be interpreted and that maybe you were meant to find me. Mhm. Or we're dealing with someone who can mask themselves in the same ways that I can. Right. And is also potentially working with Liliana. Yeah. Well, it is my experience that uh, the uh, the Demon Ill girl will work for anyone. All right. So you were um, referring to a cache of information. Why, why did you bring that up? Um, Are you in possession of said information? I might be. Okay. Well, let me put it to you this way. I'm not disputing your capabilities Mm -hmm. and if you 
happened to be in possession of this data cache and wish to examine it and repair it or whatever you have to do on your own, so be it. If there is any way that I can help, I have very capable people who have worked for me in the past who are trustworthy and could take a look as well. Okay. Um, well, we'll see. Very well. I'd, I'd like to discuss this with the rest of the girls before just showing my entire hand. Sure. Okay. No problem. Thank you for listening to this episode of Resting Glitchface. Theme music by Synthesque. Background music by Machinima Sound. Outro music by Austin Miller. Edited and produced by Sid. Continuity Consulting by Dot. Shadowrun is property of Catalyst Game Labs. Resting Glitchface is a production of Openly Gamer Theater and property of Side Tangent Productions.